Previous long outing, as we noted, in relief, was a two-inning appearance. In his first start, gets into the fourth. His pitch count now at 43. And pitch number 44 is a ball in the dirt for one and two to the first hitter of the fourth, Brock Watkins. Just chip away. Find a way on base. It's fouled directly back into the screen. Brock has reached in five consecutive coming in two today. Hits here in the fourth. The 1-2 coming up from Nick Sando. Sando the lefty. That's a swinging strikeout from Brock Watkins. So he has swinging Ks in his first two appearances, does Brock. He'll trudge back to the dugout, bringing up Mitch McIntyre. Yeah, Nick Sando came into today, sorry, Tuck, with a, a 2.17 whip. Now, that was only in six innings pitch, so you could have one bad inning and really inflate that. Yeah, and he, he's got really good stuff. I mean, that changeup right there starts down the middle on the outside corner and then runs away into the other batter's box and down. Tough pitch to take. Lefty hitter Mitch McIntyre. That'll be inside for ball one. McIntyre struck out looking in the first. In that first inning, Watkins and McIntyre were the last two outs of the first, swinging and looking respectively. That's strikeout number... Four for Sando. One and one now with one gone here in the top of the fourth. Both the Walker and Sando with four Ks apiece. All of Eastern Walker's strikeouts are of the swinging variety. And three of Sando's four Ks are swinging. That's high and inside to Mitch for ball two. Two and one to McIntyre. One gone here top four. And the Broncos on a five-run second lead the game 5 nothing. The big shot in the second was a three-run jack from Matt Jew, his third home run of the year. To left field. That's to where the wind is blowing today. And that's laced to left. And running back to the warning track is the left fielder O'Hara and makes the catch on the track. So almost exactly where the home run from Jew was hit, but just not enough on it. And stays in the park for out number two. Yeah, that ball off the bat I thought had a chance. And left fielder does a good job just getting to the warning track, catching it right up against the wall there. Good swing there by Mitch. Jacob Wilk. Retired on a 1-3 ground out in the second. Hits now in the fourth with his team down 5-0. Two out, bases empty. That's high and outside the zone for ball one to Wilk. The Cougars had runners on first and second. And only one out in the third inning. That was a 6-3 DP. Getting the Broncos out of that threat. Yeah, ball hit hard by Pintar up the middle. Able to field it and touch on the bag and throw to first to get out of that inning. Big spot there for Sando to get out of that one, not giving up a run. So Sando high to Wilk on the first, low on the second, 2-0 with two out in the top of the fourth. And that splits the distance. Difference, beg your pardon, to go to 2-1. and one. The call on Wilk. Well, Ruben Candelario behind, Candelaria behind the dish is, is known for being a wide umpire. He, he gives pitchers the benefit. And checking through the zone was Wilk there. So from 2-0 to 2-2 with two out here in the top of the fourth. Second on the team in RBI is Wilk. Fouls that one. Back into the screen behind home plate. Stays 2-2. Santa Clara on the strength of a five-run second has a 5-0 lead. BYU just one hit here in the fourth inning. They trail 5-0. The hit came in the third, single from Peyton Cole, and that is a check strikeout. So, Jacob Wilk goes down on strikes. Strikeout number five on the day for Mike San- for Nick Sando. Through three and a half. It is Santa Clara five and BYU zero. No runs, no hits, no errors in the fourth for the Cougs on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Ball one delivery from Easton Walker to Michael O'Hara to lead off the Broncos' fourth inning. Bottom of the fourth, and the Broncos leading BYU 5-zip. Cougs have won 21 of 31 all-time against the Broncos, including 12 of 17 played here in Santa Clara. And that grounder gets past Achikar, collected by Pintar, 
and throws to Walker, covering at first for the out. Nice play to get Michael O'Hara at first base. Yeah, you actually probably can give that a 3-4-1 because it was a sit- glove. It, it hit off the glove of Freddie. Pintar did a good job of getting to back it up. Ricochets to him, and he throws to Walker, covering to first for the first out. So the chopper to first got off of Freddie, and a nice job ranging to his left for Pintar, and then a good job covering for Easton. So it's a ground out with a little bit of drama involved to get one out here in the bottom of the fourth. Next hitter is the third baseman, Matt Jew, has the biggest hit of this game. Three-run home run in the second. Yeah, and he just was able to stay on a, a breaking ball that Easton threw and get it up in the jet stream, and there it went. It was one nothing when Jew hit the home run, and then one more was added after the three-run shot in that five-run second. The 1-1 coming up to Jew with one gone here in the bottom of the fourth. Santa Clara 5 and BYU no score. And it was indeed that last out we just called was registered just the way Tuckett called it. First base to second base to pitcher. 3-4-1. Crazy one. (laughs) But all that matters is that it's an out. There's a lot going on in those 90 feet. Took him to get home plate to first base. Yes, there was. Jew awaits the 1-2 now from Easton. The kick fired delivery, and that's chop to short. Brock Watkins handles, pumps, fires, and took Freddie off the bag. Safe. So Matt Jew's going to reach on a throwing error, and that's the second E6 today against BYU. Yeah. That's a you know routine ground ball hit to him. He fields it. He shuffles and just throws it high, and Freddie has to come off the bag, and because of that, he's able to beat it out. Brock Watkins came into today with four errors, four fielding errors on the year, and he's added two more here in the first four innings of this game. And get a bit of a double clutch on the throw, but plenty of time and just airmailed it. So Matt Jew at first base with one out here. Dawson Brigman, bottom of the order, hitter number nine in the order for the Broncos, stepping in. His brother Coleman will be the next batter to face, Easton Walker if we get to that point Cougs could get out of this with a double play ball Brigman walked in the second and scored on a single by Dicochea the fifth run of the game and again the lead, Broncos lead 5-0 that's chopped high to right short right, ranging over his gamble and just inside the first baseline throws to Freddie, they get the runner back to the Broncos. Jew will double back to first and two gone here in the bottom of the fifth, bottom of the fourth. Five nothing Broncos. Yeah, and that's always a big out right after an error to just get it out right away because if you t- all of a sudden he comes up and, and gets a hit, now all of a sudden here comes all the momentum back again. So Coleman Brigman, the center fielder, singled and was retired on a 5 4 3 double play. In the first, struck out in the second, hits now in the fourth with his team up 5-0. So back-to-back brothers batting, Brigman and Brigman, Dawson and Coleman, hitters number nine and one in the order. Who's the older brother? Is he the younger brother? I'm going to do a little research on that one for you. I think so. It looks like he's a sophomore and uh, the one's a junior. That, That doesn't necessarily mean... Age-wise. Just because of red-shirting and things like that, you don't know. So count empty and runner on first. That's inside and just drifting out of his crouch to the left to handle it is Abe Valdez. Ball one, 1-0 with two out. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. BYU and Santa Clara. The Broncos looking for their first three-game win streak of the season as the Cougs seek to avoid a third consecutive setback. Taking his lead is Matt Jew at first base. Easton Walker holds the glove at his belt, takes a nod toward first, and delivers low for ball two. Two and oh, with two out. We're in the bottom of the fourth. Easton Walker having delivered 67 pitches. Yeah, and the way that the bullpens are or at this field, they're behind the dugout. It's kind of hidden from us, so you can't really tell if anybody is throwing in either dugout. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we only catch a sliver of the Santa yeah. Clara dugout. That's chopped. Might come back. 
into the neighborhood and right off the roof of the Broncos clubhouse down the first baseline. One thing about this, Greg, this field here down the right field line is it gets shallow as it gets deeper, right? There's not a lot of foul territory the further it gets down the line. But the ball tends to come back. Any fly ball that's hit to deep right tends to start to come back fair. It might look like a starting foul, but it'll come back. We've seen some crazy doubles that end up hit on the line that you think might be out of play. It gets shallow as it gets deep. The 2-1, it's outside for ball three. Three and one with two out. And the runner at first here in the bottom of the fourth inning. The dimensions here at Stephen Schott Stadium. Capacity, by the way, 1,500. No one in the stands today in terms of fans. But it goes 340 in left. 375 left center. 402 in straightaway center at the batter's eye. And 385 right center. 335 the short porch and right. And the throwback to first. Gets Jew diving back ahead of the swipe from Freddie Achikar. Yeah, you might see some action here. 3-1. A lot of coaches like to send their runner at first, especially with two outs. 3-1, two gone. Jew leading off first. 5 nothing Broncos. Bottom four. Jew's on the run. And that's fouled over the screen, onto the roof with a clatter. Go to 3-2. and two. The full count with two out and a runner on first here in the bottom of the fourth. On a sweltering day in the South Bay, BYU and Santa Clara. So when it's a time for a BYU pitching change, it'll be a true mystery to us. Yeah, Tuck it as to it who really is going to be coming in. We have no view of the bullpen <laughs> down the left field line. And only a glimpse of a couple of potential hurlers in the Santa Clara bullpen. Runner will definitely be going now on full yep. count with two outs. So Jew takes off, and that's nubbed. But blooped right into the glove of Andrew Pintar at second base. Didn't have to move hardly. So, the Siders retired in the bottom of the fourth. No runs. And no hits. And there was an error for BYU, the second of the day. And the runners left on. After four complete, Santa Clara 5, BYU 0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Top five and a strike one delivery to Cole Gamble. BYU right fielder. Flight out to left field in his first at-bat. His second plate appearance comes in the top of the fifth with his team down five. One and one now from Nick Sando. Nick Sando's longest appearance was two innings coming into today. He's now into his fifth inning in his first start of the season. And that's strike two. One and two. Tuckett didn't think that was the yeah. uh, the accurate call on yeah, it. The catcher the stole that pitch. He brought that back. Greg Grubel, Tuckett, Slade with you here at Santa Clara. And that's foul tipped at the plate. Chopped in the batter's box by Gamble. We'll stay one and two with none out here in the top of the fifth. And BYU with one hit on the day. That hit came from Peyton Cole in the top of the third. Put Abe Valdez at second, so runners first and second. The one threat of the day for BYU, but then Andrew Pintar hit into a 6-3 DP, and that was that. The 1-2, and that's a punch out. Cole was looking and regrets that decision, I think, as he's, and maybe not, maybe I thought it was a great call either. Yeah, I thought that ball's away, but uh, Ruben's calling that pitch right now. So the backwards K, and on the day, that's six strikeouts for Nick Sando. Six Ks, no runs, one hit, and a single base on balls for Sando. That's strike one. The number six hitter, left fielder Hayden Latham, who struck out swinging in the second. So it's safe to say that Rusty Filter is getting exactly what he hoped he could get exactly, out of Nick Sando in his yes. first start of the year. And that's lined off one hop to the second baseman. A casual throw. Catches Latham at first. So Brigman to McNichols. On the 4-3 ground out, and two are out here in the top of the fifth for BYU. Santa Clara 5 and BYU no score. It'll bring Freddie Achikar to the plate. Left-handed hitting Freddie Achikar. Freddie one of four left-handed bats in Mike Littlewood's lineup today against the left-handed thrower, Nick Sando. Sando's last outing at Oregon State, a nationally ranked team. No runs and no hits. A couple of strikeouts in relief work, and he's kept that groove going today. Well, his he, first start. He, he earned himself the start, right? You go out against a nationally ranked team, you get some innings, and you throw really well, and coach is like, hey, I'm going to give you a chance. 
We just saw a 4-3 ground out, and that's how Freddie was retired in his lone plate appearance in the third. That's two balls to Freddie with two out in the top of the fifth. Almost halfway done here at Stephen Schott Stadium. Outside edge, didn't catch it, 3-0. Haven't seen, I don't think we've seen a 3-0 count yet from San Jose. No, I don't today. think so, no. He'll be taking here yeah. for sure. Straight take from Freddie. And Sando does his job. Strike one. Hey, we need base runners. You still be really patient here, 3-1. It has to be your favorite pitch or else take it and get the full count and battle. The 3-1 with two gone. And Freddie puts a cut on that that fouls it back into the screen. So from 3-0 to 3-2, the count is full. And that's that's the frustrating thing because that's a ball right there. That ball's elevated. That's a that that's ball four. It's a base runner. It's keeping the lineup to move. You have to be more disciplined at the plate on a 3-1 count. So to 3-2, the count full, and then a check and an appeal that's not answered in the Broncos' favor. Base runner. So that's high, and he held back. And on ball four, Freddie goes to first. So base on balls for Achikar. BYU's second free pass taken on the day. And third base runner on the afternoon. Valdez reaching on a walk, Cole reaching on a single, and Achikar reaching on a base on balls. Cougars have their third base runner with Valdez, the aforementioned. Coming to the plate, right-hand hitting Abe Valdez. Three for his last 27 at the plate, making his 11th start behind the plate today. The Coug catcher with two out. And a man on first is Freddie Achikar. And that's high for ball one. Yeah, everything's high right now with yep. the fastball. High, high, high. Make him come down to your zone and be ready to go. That was pitch number 70 on the day for Sando. Looks like they've got a guy going in the bullpen. I see them talking down there. No, 70 pitches more than twice his previous high pitch count for an outing. Held back, but strike is called. So one and one to Abe with two out in the top of the fifth. Number eight hitter Valdez will be followed by Peyton Cole if we get there. Whether it's this inning or in the sixth, Cole is on deck right now. And that's low and skips past the catcher, Boeto. It'll allow Freddie to go to second on the wild pitch. Wilder pass. It'll put Freddie at second, runner in scoring position now for Abe Valdez. One and one with two gone here in the top of the fifth. And the Cougs, for the second time today, have a runner at second base. Yep, got a chance. Got a big two-out walk. The pass ball there. Catcher should have definitely caught that ball. So we're going to call that pass and yeah, not wild. That's, that's what I think. But uh, And they should just listen to me because I usually know what I'm talking about, Greg. Yes. <laughs> we need Abe to get a big two-out <laughs> hit here, get us on the board, get some confidence going. Atchikar walked, advances on the wild pitch slash pass ball, and that's strike two. That's the pitch right there. Fastball in. Where he likes it, turn on that pitch. Tucker will be glad to know the official score went pass ball on that one. So the PB, 2-2, two, two, two gone, top five. Atchikar at second, Valdez puts a cut on it that puts it back into the screen. Fouled off for strike two, the count stays, two and two. With two out, we're in the top of the fifth here at Stephen Schott Stadium. No fans in the stands on a day that the WCC sees a full Thursday slate. I say full. That accepts the fact that uh, Pepperdine and San Diego couldn't play their series this weekend as Pepperdine's on a pause right now. Yes, they are, which then kind of changes everything as far as the way the standings go towards the end of the year. Oh, high and almost got away from Boeto, but that's ball three. So a full count, two out, and Freddie at second base here in the top of the fifth. Portland at St. Mary's. LMU at USF. Those were the other 3 o'clock Pacific first pitches, and then Pacific at Gonzaga tonight. I mentioned Pepperdine's pause. Uh, BYU not supposed to see the waves till the last series of the year, so they'll be likely have things figured out by then and just finishing things off, you well, would think, unless they, been, they, unless they tack on games after that. Yeah, well, I think they just rescheduled. They announced earlier today that they rescheduled that series. They, they play Pepperdine in San Diego, play the last weekend of the year in May, right before the regionals. Hmm. That's fouled by Freddie on a full count. Or fouled by Abe, beg your pardon, with Freddie at second on the full count. Stays 3-2, two, two out, top five. Well, I, know, I know Santa Clara's going to play some games after what was supposed to be the final weekend. Yeah. They'll play non-conference games against conference foes. I think St. Mary's and maybe USF might both see them at the very end of the year. Yeah, well, with canceling that uh, tournament that we normally have, it gave you that extra weekend at the end of the year that you could uh, schedule games if needed. Yeah, St. Mary's and USF will be non-league games for Santa Clara at the end. Yeah! And a check swing that... Good take. 
stayed on the back part of the zone, never came through, so it'll be a ball four. And Abe will go to first. It'll keep Freddie at second. So he held back there. He was tempted, but never brought the barrel through the zone. The appeal at first goes no strike. And Abe goes to first. So first and second. And are we going to see our first pitching change yeah, of the looks day? looks like it. Yep, we will see a pitching change. Santa Clara will be bringing in a right-hander. It's going to be Alex Ralphs. That will be a pitching change that will bring us to a short break. We'll come back in a minute. We're in the top of the fifth. BYU batting with runners at first and second. Santa Clara 5 and BYU no score on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. Twelve years ago, my life had fallen apart because of addiction. I was losing hope fast and my relationships were suffering. I made the decision to get into recovery. Today, I'm grateful for my recovery and thankful that I have God back in my life. I've learned to like and trust the guy looking back in the mirror. Today, I work at Renaissance Ranch, where I have the privilege to help others who are struggling, as I was once struggling myself. My name is Preston, and recovery is real. For more inspiring stories and information on addiction recovery, go to renaissanceranch.com. Hey, everyone. This is Taysom Hill. One of my favorite parts of playing football at BYU was being part of such a loyal, supportive community. I want to tell you that my friends at Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orm are no different. Whether I needed service on my car or just needed a new one, teaming up with them has always been a win. Check them out on University Parkway. Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen. We hear you. You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Second pitcher of the game is the right-hander, Alex Relfs. Ralphs has replaced Nick Sando. Sando went four and two-thirds. Those four and two-thirds, no runs. A single hit allowed. Three bases on balls allowed. And two of those three walks came on the last two batters he faced that knocked him out of the game. Yeah, he did a really good job, was able to pitch out of a jam in the third. Got himself into a little jam here, but see if uh, his bullpen mate, Ralph, and Ralphs can come in and get out of this jam. So Peyton Cole as the Cougars' lone hit of the game. Steps in. And the lefty Cole will face now the righty Ralphs. Jersey number 44. Alex Ralphs. Making his sixth appearance. Everything out of the pen. Long outing was five innings at UC San Diego. Again, the Broncos lost 10-9. His record's 1-0. He has 16 strikeouts in... 15 and two-thirds innings pitched. ERA of 2.87 for Ralphs. The 1-0 to Peyton Cole. Good take, good take. Take low for ball two. Runners on first and second. So Freddie Achikar reaching on a base on balls and then advancing to second on a passed ball. Stayed there as a Valdez walked on a full count. So back-to-back walks for BYU. Runners in scoring position. They were first and second in the third and Ended up grounding into a double play. This comes with two out now and three balls, no strikes. As the first three pitches, Ralph's throws are all out of the zone, 3-0. Cougs have a chance to load the bases. It'll be a straight take here, you'd think, from Peyton. Yeah, straight take, 3-0. Coach rarely lets guys swing, 3-0. 3-0, two on. That's four, four-pitch walk. Bases are loaded with two out. You're in the top of the fifth inning. Santa Clara, five, and BYU, no score. So Freddie Achikar will go to third. Abe Valdez advancing to second. And to first on back-to-back-to-back. Bases on balls are the Cougars. So one hit on the game, and here we are, bases loaded. Hey, three straight two-out walks, and now you have one of your best hitters up in Pintar, who's had a really good year, who grounded into a double play his last time up. He hit it hard, though. Chance to get right back in the game here with the hit. This is where you need a big hit for one of your leaders. Righty v. righty here. Ralph's facing Pintar. Bases loaded, two-out, top five. That's strike one. So the first pitch for Ralphs after four straight balls coming out of the pin. Atchikar at third. Valdez at second. Cole at first on three consecutive walks. Top of the order, Andrew Pintar. Lined out to short. Doubled into a 6-3 double play. Grounded into a 6-3 double play in the third. So hits in the first, third, and now the fifth. And that's quickly two strikes. Yeah, he went back-to-back sliders there. A little 
Check swing, foul ball there for strike two, and now you battle. You find a way to put a ball in play and make them make a play. Base is loaded. Two out, 0-2, top five. Santa Clara five, BYU zero. One swing gets him back in the game, and that's a punch out. That's a caught looking. That's a backwards K for Andrew Pintar to end the threat and the fifth for BYU. At the top of five, it is Santa Clara five and BYU no score. The new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Bottom five here in Santa Clara. We're halfway through here at Stephen Schott Stadium. And Jason Dicochea comes to the plate. Dicochea singled in the second. Brought home a run. The fifth run of the game for Santa Clara. Broncos five and BYU no score. Cougars keep Easton Walker on the hill. And he hops one in to Abe Valdez. Fielding change for BYU. Andrew Pintar goes from... Second to short, Brian Call comes in the game at second and will lead off the sixth for BYU. And that's lined in the left field. Handling it off one hop is Latham. And Dicochea, after grounding into a 5-4-3 in the first, goes single in the second and now single in the fifth. The single to left field for Jason Dicochea. And the Broncos have their leadoff runner on here in the fifth. Jake McNichols, ground out and strikeout for the strikeout leader on this Broncos team. That was his 43rd K of the year. It is 89th at bat of the year in inning number two. Well, had, had a chance that last half inning, Greg, to, to cut this lead in half. But a uh, big strikeout for Ralphs to come in and get Pintar. Yeah, bases loaded strikeout. The seventh K of the day for BYU batters. Five runs on six hits for Santa Clara. BYU no runs on a single hit. They've committed two errors. Runner on first now in the bottom of the fifth is Jason Dicochea, the shortstop as the, as the first baseman McNichols has stepped in against Easton Walker. Walker's pitch count at 74 as he throws back to first, checking Dicochea. McNichols leads the WCC in home runs. He's 15th nationally with his eight dingers. The 1-0. And time is called. And that's exactly what he's looking to do right here, Greg. He's up 5-0. The bottom, it's the bottom of the fifth. You have nothing to lose here. He's out trying to hit it as far as he can right here. 6-2-220 McNichols in on the knees. Ball 2. 2-0 from Easton Walker. Pitch count goes to 75 on the day for Easton into his fifth inning of work. Walker coming in two today. With a whip under one. And an ERA at 1.15. It's been a reliable Thursday starter from the get-go. And that cut will take it foul to strike one. Well, the last two starts, the second inning hasn't been his best friend. He's Yeah. Five run seconds. Cooks did recover last week. End up beating USF 8-7 in 10 on a wet, cold day in Provo. The opposite of wet and cold one week later. Yeah, beautiful day. Temps in the 80s, breeze blowing out to left, and not a cloud to be seen. And thankfully, when you step into the shade, that breeze feels pretty cool. But uh, other than that, it's just uh, it's a sweltering day here in the South Bay. Taking his lead at first is Jason Dicochea. Jake McNichols awaits the 2-1 with no one out here in the bottom of the fifth, and the Broncos up 5-0. Walker from the stretch. Kicks and fires. That's chopped down the third baseline foul. So two strikes, two balls, two strikes. BYU in the road grays today. The Broncos in a sharp white pinstripe with maroon letters and numerals. And the script Broncos diagonally across the chest. Cougs have the block Cougar straight across the chest. 2-2. Jake McNichols. That's in the dirt for ball three. When I say the dirt, it's the true dirt. It is dirt. We say the dirt in Provo, and it's not really dirt. But uh, here in Santa Clara, it's a natural turf surface and dirt in the infield. and Baseball in every way. 
naturally here in the South Bay. The high batter's eye in straightaway center. Extends beyond that 402 sign. A maroon brownish outfield wall. The wall stays the same height from left field to right field corner. As that's cut foul into the screen down the first baseline, a three and two. Well, normally in this spot, you would think that uh, he would take off from first base to try to steal a bag here, full count, knock or walk situation. But McNichols strike out, strikes out so much that you can they're, strike him out, throw they're him afraid out. of the strikeout throwout. Yeah. So three two here. And the K leader, McNichols, with a K on the day as part of his 0 for 2. Throw back to first again on Dicochea. Jason Dicochea singling in consecutive at-bats in the second and the fifth. Dicochea has tried to steal three times. He has two bags. Five runs, six hits for the Broncos. No runs, one hit for BYU. Five zip, Santa Clara, bottom five. Easton Walker comes plateward. Runner takes off. Uh-huh. And excuse me into the 3-4 wow, really hole. Was. A check swing single will put runners at the corners as McNichols just weakly offered at that, and it's off the barrel in the 3-4 hole. And on the run was Dicochea. He ends up at third. Runners on the corners now and none out here at yeah, the bottom of the fifth. You said it best. Uh, excuse me swing. It was a check swing and because uh, Dicochea was, was taking off on that full count pitch, he was able to check swing it into right field, and he goes first and third, and now they got something going here with no outs. Easton Walker has seen the pitch count go to 80, and as I say that, Mike Littlewood is out for a walk to the mound. I haven't seen him look back to the pen. Looks like he, he did make the change because the, the umpire is running out there. Okay, so we're going to take a break for a pitching change and have that for you next. Easton Walker's day is done on 80 pitches. And the Cougs indeed have made a change. We'll give you the new hurler after this short break on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Pitching change for BYU brought to you by PZ Printing. Nothing inspires like print. Bottom five, runners on the corners, none out, and that will bring in Boston Mabius, the left-handed freshman from Henderson, Nevada. Mabius, BYU's second pitcher on the day after an 80-pitch outing from the starter, Easton Walker. Walker leaves with his team down 5-0. And the Broncos have something brewing here in the bottom of the fifth. Runners at first and third and no one yet retired. Five runs on seven hits so far for Santa Clara. Broncos leading at 5-0. The big hit was a three-run shot off of the bat of Matt Jew in the second. And the Broncos are winless without at least one home run this year. They have their one home run, and it's given be, uh, given the Broncos what was then a 4 nothing lead, gone to 5 nothing as we're in the bottom of the fifth, and runners on the corners for Mike Bowes. Bowes second on this team in RBI, third in total bases, singled and scored in the second, and was called out on batter interference on a pop-up down the first baseline in the third. So Bowes will step in. Righty the lefty as maybe this is a southpaw out of the pen. Well, 5 nothing game, first and third, no outs. Boston's job is to come in to minimize this inning. If they get a few more runs here, it's going to be an even tougher challenge for us to come back in this game. Looking for a strikeout right here to get yourselves a chance for the guy on deck to hit a double play and get a zero up. Get out of this jam. Boston's allowing hitters to hit only 139 against him. That's strike one, and he will strike you out. 18 Ks and 11 and a third for Boston Mabius, whose record is 2-2 on the year. He has made a couple of starts. This is his 10th appearance, one of the busier pitchers on the staff, one of the four lefties available for Mike Littlewood. Yeah, and he's going to be fresh today with no midweek start that he normally gets on Tuesdays. Ball one after a strike one delivery on his first pitch in relief. One and one with none out. Runners on the corners. Dicochea at third. McNichols at first. McNichols with a check swing single with Dicochea on the run. Put him at the th- put him at third base. First and third. None out. Bottom five. Broncos five. BYU zero. Squaring to bunt is Bose. Coming in and then getting back was Dicochea at third. 
Yeah, they, trying to they appealed safety. it first. Yeah, they're trying to safety squeeze right there, which means the runner at third doesn't normally just steal. He's waiting to see the bunt down on an angle. If he likes the angle, then he tries to score on the on the bunt. Pulled it back for two and one. DiCochea leads at third. McNichols at first. Mabius comes plateward out of the stretch. A swing and a foul over the screen down the first baseline. Now Again, you get, all down, down. Sorry, yep. tuck it down both baselines. You have high poles and high screens, keeping balls off the street into the surrounding residential area and high traffic area. Yep. Taller screens than normal, much deeper than you see at most parks. They extend all, almost all the way to the foul poles. I think pretty much contained here in this park. Ah, good Swing job. And strike. Good job. And a punch out. So on the two-two count, Mike Bowes. Strikes out for the first out. You're in the bottom of the fifth, so Boston maybe is brought in to minimize the damage, and that's that's how to do it. Yeah, you're looking for that strikeout. Now you either go for another strikeout or you get your ground ball double play and get out of this. Boston's not your typical left-hander. He's a starting caliber that can pitch against righties and lefties. He's not just a left-on-left matchup, and so it's a good matchup against this team because he has a really good changeup that can run away from their barrel. Catcher Tony Boeto lined out to center, struck out in the second and third innings, respectively. And that's off speed for strike one from Boston Mabius. On a sizzling hot day, flaming red hair under the blue cap of Boston Mabius. Wind out to left. Westerly wind here at Stephen Schott Stadium. And time is called by the hitter, Boeto. Batting average leader, on-base percentage leader for Santa Clara. Has yet to reach today. Runners on the corners. Dicochea third, McNichols at first. Squaring to bunt, putting it down in front of the plate. Abe handles, fires to first. And the runner takes home on the throw to first. So the throw to call at first, who is covering from second, gets the out, but then taking home on the throw to first was Dicochea with run number six on the day. And we have a discussion here at the plate, though. Tuck, what's up? Well, so the issue was is that so Abe checked him back. He threw the ball to Call at first. But as Call was trying to throw home, the runner who was running hit him and interfered with him to throw Mm. correctly. So I think Coach is saying, hey, can we talk about this? It should have been a double play. He did not let him throw all the way to plate because you cannot run into a player who has the ball trying to make a play. So Boeto, who was retired at first by call, then collides with call or hits call in his attempt to come home as the runner Dicochea was advancing. So now Mike Littlewood is on the third base line, socially distanced from the arbiters here, and having a discussion about what just transpired. Now the run's not been put on the board yet. Yeah, because it should be a it should be an interference call, double play out of the inning. But it doesn't look like the umpire is going to change that because they're all like, eh, they're not really sounding confident with the way that they're talking back to coach. But by rule, because he ran into him, you didn't let him throw correctly. Now they're going to talk as a crew and see if maybe something changes. But I doubt they overturn this because if you don't make that call right away, it's hard to overturn it. But he definitely ran into call at first after the out was made which then Call had to sidestep and get around him to throw home, and that's why the throw was tardy at home and the run was able to score. This came with one out in the bottom of the fifth with Bose having struck out. Boeto put a bunt down right in front of the plate. Abe took his time, made a strong throw to Call who was covering at first, and then as Call came home, the runner came home, but Mike Littlewood's argument was Call didn't get to come home in the natural motion with Correct. interference at first base. And Abe couldn't throw the, the runner at third out at third because Peyton Cole was was charging with the bunt, is, mm-hmm. and so he wasn't back to the bag. So he pumped him back like he's supposed to, but as soon as he pumped him and turned to first, the runner at third took off to try to score, which he ends up scoring, but he shouldn't have if they call the interference because he definitely made contact with him and didn't allow him to make a good throw to home. That would be an unconventional way to get out of the inning, but For it would sure. get him out of the inning. It definitely would. So uh, from runners on the corners and nobody out, the Cougars are a batter interference or a fielder uh, a batter interference call away from getting out with a double play here in the bottom of the fifth. Yep, he did it. And he, they called him out, so the did. inning is over. Great job. So after a long discussion between Ruben Candelaria, Barney Navarro, and Sid Aguilar, it's a double play, that's the third and the out. Cougs are out of the inning. Yep, that's a great job by the crew getting together because they got it right. The film will show that there was definitely contact, which that did not allow our runner to throw home 
our, our, sorry, our fielder call throw home, and the throw was offline because of it. It's the right call. Rusty Filter doesn't like it, but it's the right call. Through five complete, no run crosses. It stays 5 nothing after five. BYU and the Broncos in a 5-0 game with Santa Clara leading, going to the sixth next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Leading off the top of the sixth for BYU, Brian Call came in the game as a defensive replacement. Hits in the place of Brock Watkins in the two-hole. He leads off the sixth with his team down five. Five-nothing is our score. One-and-one one the delivery to Brian Call. Brian Call's wife, McKaylee, was playing here at Santa Clara last night for the 17th-ranked BYU women's soccer team. They beat Santa Clara 2-1. Big win on a big swing by Brian for strike two. One and two. BYU won that game two to one. First ever win at Santa Clara for Jen Rockwood. It was a big one. Non-conference game, but a big game for the postseason resume. And the Cougar women's soccer team is Brad Call is caught looking. Women's soccer team off to St. Mary's for a Saturday game as today is the first of a three-game set on the diamond between BYU and Santa Clara. So call back to the dugout and one out here in the top of the sixth. It'll bring up Mitch McIntyre, left-handed hitting McIntyre. Yeah, I mean, the Offensively, we're going to have to start extending our zone. That's way too many times looking at borderline pitchers. Ruben has proven he's going to call that borderline pitch. You have to be ready for it and, and foul away and get another pitch. And from the Cougs' first four batters, six strikeouts so far today. Pintar once, Watkins and Call combining for three, and McIntyre one, Wilk one. So everyone, in fact, hitters one through six have all struck out at least once today. McIntyre is the second hitter on the top of the sixth. 1-1 one, one the count with one out. On the hill is Alex Ralphs in relief of Nick Sando, and that's ball two. Two and one with one gone here, top six. So the two hole is struck out in all three plate appearances today. McIntyre struck out and flied out in the first and the fourth inning, respectively. Ralphs. High in the zone and high enough to be ball three. Three and one to Mitch. Well, you, he, he leads BYU in on-base percentage. You know he'll be judicious here on a 3-1 count. Yeah, you got to be good here, 3-1. Be very selective. You can't hit a five-run home run right here. You just need base runners. Get the next guy up to try to chip away at this. Good take. High and inside to Mitch. Lays off and gets five-pitch walk. So McIntyre receives BYU's... Five, a fifth free pass of the day. Well, four of our last three of four of our last five hitters have all That's walked. Correct, yeah. Right, but yep. there was the big strikeout last inning. That sandwiched in between those. Yeah, four of the last six, right? Because when oh, Achikar yeah. Valdez yeah. Cole, and then strikeout Pintar, strikeout Call. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. And now McIntyre. So base on balls. If four of the last six last six hitters, McIntyre takes his lead. And stepping into the box is the DH Jacob Wilk. And Wilk is 0 for 2 today. Ground out, strikeout. And is now 2 for his last 13 at the plate. 1-0 to Wilk. It's about time he gets a fastball and puts it in this jet stream. Punch him right back and, and get us right back in this game. The American flag in left field blowing out now a little stronger to left. And that's strike 1. 1-1 one one to Wilk. And the right-hand hitter could turn on that and send it deep to left just like that. Second in RBI on the year is Jacob with 11 brought in. Waggles the bat over his right shoulder and watches strike two. One and two with one out. Yeah, that ball is out there. He is, man, that's a wide zone today. Ralph's kicks and fires, and that's inside, actually, Skipped in the dirt to the catcher, Boeto. Getting back at first is McIntyre, 2-2. Two and two. Mitch McIntyre reaching on a base on balls. Got a battle here. He's proven that if it's close, he'll he'll ring them up. So anything close, just fight it off. 2-2, two, two, one gone, top six. BYU down 5 nothing. Runner on first for Wilk. Wilk chops it. In and out of the glove at first base. He bobbled it, tries to get to the bag, and steps on it just in front of Wilk. So a scramble by the first baseman, McNichols, there. It was hit sharply to him, didn't catch it cleanly, then bobbled it on the uh, attempt to scoop it up outside the baseline and ended up getting to the base in front of Wilk. But advancing on the ground out is McIntyre. 
So McIntyre to second and unassisted on the put out at first. Well, and that's the crazy thing about this game, Greg, is that ball right there is a double down the line had McIntyre not been at first. If if McNichols is playing where he is right now, he'd be so far off the back, it's yeah. double down the line. But because Mitch is on first, it's right at him, and he's able to get the out. So Rutter in scoring position for Cole Gamble, and he chops that a little farther outside. Foul down the first baseline. Strike one to Cole Gamble. Gamble, fly out in the second and caught looking in the fifth. We need a big hit right here. He needs it for his confidence. He's been struggling of lately. You mentioned his first at-bat. It's two for the last 20-something. Is that correct? Coming in two today, it was uh, two for his last 19, so now two for 21. Yeah. The 0-1 to Cole. Mm, Brought the barrel to the zone, but not through the zone. Held back on it, so it's one and one. That's a spot there that if we had a four-man crew like we had the years previous before COVID and, and finances... The guy at third would have seen that easier. It's hard to see that from second base if he went there. I thought he went from back here, and, and but uh, we got the benefit of that. Yeah, the third base umpires come to near second. And that time he brings the barrel to the zone, but the call is a strike on one and two with two gone here in the top of the sixth to Cole Gamble. Cougars have a strikeout and a ground out. Sandwiching a base on balls. That runner's now at second, and he'll take off. And a cut by Gamble to left field. Handled there by O'Hara, and the top of the sixth is over. After five and a half, it is Santa Clara five and BYU zero. No runs, no hits, no errors. One left on for BYU. Broncos five, Cougars nothing heading to the bottom of the sixth on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougars kept in check through their six hitting innings. We're in the bottom of the sixth, and Santa Clara leads at 5-0. BYU no runs on a single hit today. That hit from Peyton Cole came in the top of the third, and that's it for BYU as we're in the bottom of the sixth. Eamon Lance, single and a strikeout. Singled and scored on a three-run home run in the five-run second. High from Boston Mabius. It'll go to one and one. Two pitches delivered from the left-hander in relief of Austin Easton Walker. Boston Mabius from Easton to a Boston. And a 1-1 with none out here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Greg Grubel, Tuckett Slade, your commentary tandem here at Santa Clara. Took it off the shoulder but kept it back. Didn't bring the barrel through. It'll go to ball two. Strike one. None out. Well, and no one on. Talk about two baseball names, right? Easton to then Boston. Yeah. I like that. Mabius delivers. That's foul back into the screen by Lance. Boston came in in a, in a tough situation. First and third, nobody out. Gets the punch out and then gets the double play interference play to get out of that unscathed, which was huge. And then we get a runner on second and can't yeah. get him in. It's just a frustrating day so far. The 2-2 hit the hip of Lance. So Eamon Lance will go to first on a hit-by-pitch. Our first hit batsman today. You can go weeks without seeing a batter interference, and we've seen two batter interference Ooh. outs here in the uh, in this game yeah. committed by the Broncos. Well, this is the, like you said, weeks, because we're 21 games into the year? Is that this what we is, are? This is BYU's 22nd yeah, game. 22nd yeah, 22nd game, and that's... The only two we've had on the year. So. <laughs> and they came here within yeah. the span of two innings, the third and the fifth. All right, so hit by a pitch. Lance is at first, bringing up Michael O'Hara. Left-handed hitting O'Hara. And did he just get hit? Yeah, he did. Got plugged in the lower back. So back-to-back hits batsman from Boston Mabius. Yeah, he was trying to bunt, sacrifice, bunt him over, left-on-left matchup, and the fastball just ran in and hit him on the hand. He was able to pull the barrel back. Yeah, he was... Reaching his hand behind his back, but I think it was just in a matter of shaking it out. So hit him on the on the hand, and he's still squeezing it out there at first base. So back-to-back hit batters by Mabius, Lance and O'Hara. And Matt Jew, who has three RBI on a three-run shot in the second. Yeah, it looks and, like, and, and they're uh, going to, are, are they going to? Well, Rusty's going to call an offensive conference and, and talk to both runners and, and Jew here and just, say, hey, this is what we want to do. This is the situation. And this conference is happening near the Santa Clara dugout, outside the first base line. None out 
And one on here in the bottom of the sixth. Two on, beg your pardon. Lance at second and O'Hara now at first as it's back-to-back hit batsman by Boston Mabius. You know, you don't see a lot of coaches do the offensive conference, maybe once or twice a game, until if you get the chance to go to San Diego this year, you'll see it probably once every inning. Coach Rich Hill from San Diego calls an offensive conference almost every inning. It makes the games last so much mm. longer. It'll be two outs, nobody on, and he'll call a conference. It's just like he's always trying to play like a mental warfare type kind of deal. So normally this would be a bunt situation. You'd want a bunt here, but you got a guy up here who has already hit a three-run home run on the day. Makes it tough to kind of go against your gut and, and your offensive philosophy. Yeah, Jew one for two today with a run scored, three RBI. That's all account on that three-run home run. The pitch high from Mabius, jumping out of his crouch was Valdez to handle. One ball, no strikes, none out, two on, bottom six. Broncos lead BYU 5 nothing. A five-run second inning accounts for all the scoring in this one. And three of the fi- five runs coming on one swing of the bat from the current batter, Matt Jew. It was his third home run of the year. He then reached on an E6 in the fourth, so he's reached safely twice today in two at-bats. Broncos are two for four today with runners in scoring position. The clap of the mitt, ball two, high and out from Boston. Runner at second, Lance. Runner at first, Michael O'Hara. Maybe is glancing back at second. Comes homeward on a kick and fire, and swinging through that one was Jew. So at second base is Lance. Younger fans and their parents would know DJ Lance. He's DH Lance today. Single strikeout hit by pitch. A variety of plate appearances for Lance, who is at second now, and O'Hara at first. Two on, none out. Bottom six in a 5 nothing game. Broncos... On top, fielder's charge as the check throw back to second gets Lance diving back. Yeah, first and third on the bunt there. And Jew did show that he was going to bunt, but uh, maybe it's a spin move picked off to second to Pintar, not in time. The game began with Pintar playing second. That time he covered second from short. As Pintar moved over to short, Brian Call came in, replacing Pintar at second as Pintar spelled Watkins at shortstop. The corners stay Cole and Achikar, third and first respectively. 2-1, coming from Boston. The square, the drop-down bunt down the first baseline, charging Freddie, covering his call, make the out at first, second and third now, one out in the bottom of the sixth. So the runners advance on the sacrifice bunt by Matt Jew. Yeah, really good execution right there by by Matt. Just getting the bunt down to first, making Freddie have to come field that and can't get the lead runner at third. So he does a good job of throwing it to call at first for the putout, but now uh, Broncos got second and third, and one out, and Boston's looking for a uh, another strikeout spot here. So a 3-4 putout on the first baseman handling the bunt and throwing to the covering call. Dawson Brigman, number nine hitter, with one out and two runners in scoring position here in the bottom of the sixth. The Broncos leading it 5-0. That pitch is high for ball one. Well, at, they, at third, Lance. At second, O'Hara, Tuck. They've already tried to, to safety squeeze in this game, right? And that's where we had the interference play because the bunt was only a few feet outside of home plate. So the runner couldn't advance on the bunt. But see if they'll try to do it again. The 1-0 to Brigman. Brother Coleman will be the next hatter, batter up for Santa Clara. Two runners in scoring position. Fouled back into the screen behind home plate. Artificial turf outside the baselines. And natural grass and dirt inside with, again, a patch of artificial surface surface about two to three feet in on both baselines to the poles. One and one. One out. Bottom six. Mm, Good pitch. Drops in for strike two. Good breaking ball right there. Just froze him. So go to your best here. One and two. Infield's playing in. Outfield's at normal depth. Go for your strikeout. I like to go back to that breaking ball down, see if you can get the swing and miss, and Abe can block it. Fastball curve and change for Boston. Fastball will get into the mid-90s. Change low 80s, and that curve will drop in at near 80. And that's, again, cut back to the screen. 
Yeah, looks the hitter like is Dawson Brigman, the second baseman, number nine hitter. One and two now to Brigman. Yeah, went to the change up there, and he just barely got a piece of that. Almost had the swing and miss. Go, I like go fastball elevated here for the strikeout or that, that tight breaking ball down. See what the southpaw chooses to do on the one and two with one out here in the bottom of the sixth. Cougars playing catch up. That's high in the zone for ball two. Yep, tried to go fastball up and away for the swing and miss. And now, now he's got him set up. He can go to whatever pitch he wants to. So you go to your best, most confident pitch right here for your strikeout. Batter has choked up on the bat, so he's just trying to put the ball in play. He waves it high above his shoulder. Now go to ball three. Stays up, full count, one out. You don't necessarily want to walk in this situation, but the benefit of that is now there's a force play at every base, and the double play is now in order to get out of this inning. So you're looking for a strikeout with your best pitch, and it's not the worst thing if you walk him. Don't groove anything in there for him here. First base empty and a full count. And maybe it's inside and skips away from Abe, who keeps it in front of him. The bases are loaded now, so force at every base with one out. You're in the bottom of the sixth. Reaching on a base on balls is Dawson Brigman. So brother Coleman Brigman will now come to the plate, singled, and was retired on a 5-4-3 double play. Struck out and popped up in his first three plate appearances. Mound conference and pitching change for BYU. We'll tell you who's coming in for Boston Mabius after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Pitching change for BYU brought to you by PZ Printing. Nothing inspires like print. Game began with Easton Walker on the hill. Boston Mabius replaced him. And Tyson Heaton is the third pitcher for BYU. Tyson making his sixth appearance. He last pitched in that March 23rd win over UVU. Went to third of an inning. And struggled in that one. Three hits, three runs. They were all earned, including a home run given up by Tyson. And and before that, going into the week before, when he pitched at Dixie, he was fantastic. And then when yeah, he pitched three, at, three shutout yeah, innings at Dixie and at LMU, he was just as effective. And so there's something about UV, uh, UVU and Tyson. His, <laughs> he, he got a start against them last year, and it didn't go very well. Gave up some runs early. But uh, this is a spot where he's a ground ball guy that he can get out of this jam right here. Bases are loaded. Santa Clara looking to add to a 5-0 lead here in the bottom of the sixth. One out, and the sacks are stacked with Tyson Heaton coming in, making his, again, sixth appearance. 4.32 ERA. Batters are 172 against him. Tyson has six strikeouts in eight in the third. This year, leadoff hitter Coleman Brigman, brother of Dawson. So back-to-back Brigman's here in the sixth. Bases loaded. Lance at third. O'Hara at second. Brigman. Dawson Brigman at first. Coleman Brigman digs in and awaits the first offering from the right-hander Tyson Heaton. He induces a foul back to the padding behind home plate. First base side. First pitch strike on a foul. As Tyson Heaton toes the rubber. Yeah, force at any base. Corners are looking to go four. Middles in double play depth, trying to get a ground ball and get out of this inning. Dodger blue glove on his hand. He'll go to third as Lance will dive back. Peyton Cole at third. Pintar having moved from second to short. Call coming in at second for Pintar, moving over, and Freddie stays at first. That's your infield. Outfield, Latham, McIntyre, Gamble, unchanged. The 0-1 goes to 1-1. One one. Tuck, your thoughts on that pitch? Uh, well, he's called that pitch a strike today. It's like if you're going to call it against us, call it for us. Just be consistent. Tapping the end of the barrel on home plate and waving it over his right shoulder is Coleman Brigman, the center fielder. One for three today for Brigman. Bases loaded. High. Stabbing a glove up in the air as Valdez to snag that. Yeah. Nicely done by Valdez to be able to hold on to that. That was high and hot. 
2-1 the count. One out. Bottom six in a game the Cougs just have yet to find any traction. A single hit on the day. Five runs, seven hits for the Broncos, and now bases juiced and one out. Double play gets you out of the inning. Heaton gets Brigman swinging through that to a two-and-two count. It's up around the numbers, and Brigman gave it a cut, but nothing but air beneath his bat. Yeah, you're playing with fire there if you're Tyson. That elevated fastball is hard for them to catch up to. He's swung and missed on two of those now, but if he does get a hold of that with the way the wind is going and the, the, the short porch I call on the left with that jet stream, it could be a grand slam. 340 left field corner, 335 right field corner here at Stephen Schott Stadium. 2-2, one out, bottom six, bases loaded. Cooks down five. And that's a line drive. Nice to the pitcher. Done. Doubles yes. the man off Double first, play. and the Cougs are out of the inning. So the line shot right into the glove of Tyson Heaton. Calmly fires to first, catches Brigman off first. So Brigman lines out, and Brigman caught off first, and the Cougs are out at the bottom of the sixth. No damage done on bases loaded, one out. After six complete, Santa Clara 5, BYU 0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. <laughs> 